happy Monday. It's Cordelia. Thank you so much for tuning in to the We Heal Together podcast. This episode is part two of my two-part series that I am doing on gaslighting. If you missed part one, that's out now, so be sure to go and check it out. In today's episode, I'm covering tips on what to do if you're being gaslighted and how to move on from being gaslighted as well. So let's get healing. episode today is for anybody that is in a relationship and you're confused, you don't know if you're being gaslighted, or maybe you just got out of a relationship and you're healing from gaslighting, or maybe you are trying to support somebody that is in a relationship with somebody that is being gaslighted. It also is going to apply to anybody who's not even, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. Maybe you've experienced gaslighting on some level with a boss, a friend, a family member, a coworker, and you're looking for some tips on how to deal with that. This episode is for you. If you missed part one, Be sure to check that out because part one, I covered exactly what gaslighting is, gave an overview, gave examples. So if you're listening to this episode and you feel like, wait a second, I don't know that I totally understand what gaslighting is, be sure to go back and listen to that one because I'm just going to get right into the tips today. I want to preface all of these by saying one really core principle. If you are in any type of relationship, friendship, professional relationship, anything where you're at a point where you feel like, what is going on here? Is my memory bad? Do I really, am I going crazy? Do I really not have a grasp on reality? Am I always wrong? These are all feelings, and questions that point to a likelihood of you, the fact that you probably are being gaslighted. And one core principle I want you to remember is it is statistically impossible that you are 100% wrong every time. It's statistically impossible that you 100% of the time with this one person, don't remember things right. You know, this is a concept that I want you to keep at the forefront of your mind as a reminder. I mean, put it on a post-it note, put it on your mirror and remember that. Remember that we're human beings. We're going to be wrong sometime. 
we're going to remember things wrong sometimes. We're, we are going to be at fault sometimes. But if you are around somebody who makes you feel like those things happen 100% of the time, that is most likely gaslighting. Let's get into these tips. So today I have 18 tips moving forward for wherever you're at in this journey of gaslighting in recovery. Number one, find a licensed therapist. I, and in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to a PDF I created with tons of different options. If you are struggling finding options to afford therapy or you're not really sure where to start, check the show notes. There's a link to a PDF with clickable links to tons of different options. Find a licensed therapist. This is really, really important because there are so many things that therapists have to do to become therapists. I mean, there's differing levels. There are, if you're a psychologist, you have to get a PhD. If you are a licensed clinical social worker, you at least have a master's. To get a, to become a licensed therapist, you have to get a bachelor's degree and at least a master's degree. On top of that, they have to pass licensing exams. They have, they are regulated by the state that they're in, in the U.S., so there are boards regulating them. They have continuing education. They also have, they have to complete like hundreds and hundreds, even I know that for one of the degrees, just at master's level, it's 1,200 hours of clinical training and experience. This is really, really important, and I make that distinction not to hate on people who are coaches, but to point out something that I don't think many people know or realize. I have done an in-depth post on my Instagram breaking up these differentiations, but the coaching industry is not regulated. There's actually no educational requirement to become a coach. They don't have these clinical hours and training and experience So I am an advocate, especially if you're recovering from an abusive relationship, of finding a licensed therapist because therapy is grounded in science and it's not just talking, it is grounded in research science and that is who you're going to have your best bet of recovery with. Number two, trust your gut. When you're being gaslighted, you are trained and conditioned and groomed to not trust your gut. A really, really, really big part of recovery then is learning to look inward to say, I remember what happened. They're wrong. I heard them say that. I saw what they did. This is what happened. My gut is correct. My memory is correct. I trust myself. Number three, if you're still around this person that 
is doing the gaslighting. From here on out, I'm just going to call them the gaslighter. But I could be referring to, this isn't just romantic, this can be anybody. Your boss, your coworker, your mom, dad, friend, whoever. If this gaslighter is still in your life, I want you to start journaling or writing down. And when I say writing down, it doesn't have to be pen and paper. It can be with your phone, your computer. Just write it down. So write down after a dialogue happens between you and the gaslighter. Write it down verbatim and look at it. Same thing with text messages. This really, really absolutely helped me. My counselor advised me when I was being gaslighted, hey, Cordelia, write down all of the text messages that this person has sent you in the last few months in your responses as well and just write it out on a sheet of paper. And I did that. I mean, it took a little while, but I did it. And there was something about the visual of looking at a sheet of paper and just staring it in the face and just seeing how much this person used every attempt to make me feel crazy or how this person would twist things around. I mean, plain as day, it was in the text messages and then they would be telling me later that's not what they said or that's not what happened. An amazing tool to have that, to visually be able to look at it. Same with conversations. As soon as the conversation's over, write it down. It helps you process it. It helps you're able to look at it and see, wait, this isn't okay. Number four, along the same lines, start recording conversations. If somebody is gaslighting you or you suspect that you're being gaslighted, please do yourself a favor and record the conversations with them. And you will honestly be amazed how if you record the conversation and even if you told them you're recording it, they, they will still proceed to gaslight you. Record the conversations, play them back, listen to them, And think about it objectively. What would you tell a friend that was standing in the next room and heard what was on that recording? Number five, rebuild your self-esteem. Again, this is something that is so, so, so important. If, again, I emphasize finding a licensed therapist, but... I also have resources if that's something that you're not able to do. I So check the show notes for links to a worksheet. Or, I'm sorry, worksheets that I put on Google Drive. Tons of resources there. As well as a workbook that I I own and I really like this workbook. It's written by... PhD, I think an MD wrote part of it as well. And they don't even know I exist. (laughs) So I'm not getting any compensation for recommending it. 
It's just a really good workbook. So I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. But rebuilding your self-esteem and realizing your worth and regaining that is a really big part of being confident in yourself, trusting yourself, and getting out of a situation where you're experiencing gaslighting. Number six, distance yourself from the gaslighter. Create as much space as possible for however long you're able to do that. Creating that space is going to be important and it's going to give you insight, going to give you breathing room, and it's going to give you the ability to be able to step back and have a better understanding of what's going on. Number seven, create a plan for the future. And by this, I mean whether it's this person doing the gaslighting in the future or a whole new person trying to gaslight you. Take some time, maybe journal, maybe just think it through. What are you going to do in the future the next time that you get that sense, that you feel it, and you know something is going on, you know that you're being gaslighted? Number eight, lean on your support system. Tell the truth to somebody that you trust. Assess whether they agree with the gaslighter's criticism. This was so incredible for me and so important for me. My very best friend, I mean, she should seriously teach a master class, honestly, on how to support somebody in an abusive relationship because she is. She is just absolutely incredible. She creates the safest space and she is there for you and she does not make you feel guilty for staying with that person. And she knows how to very delicately like listen to you, but also be very straightforward in saying Hey, you know, that's not been my experience with you. I, you've always had great memory. <laughs> you remember, you remember things so well, Cordelia. This, this, something feels a little bit off to me. Cordelia, I don't, I don't, really don't like the way that this person is not, is putting all this responsibility on you and none on themselves. How is that making you feel? I mean, she truly was such an amazing figure in my life and still is, obviously. But I say that to say you don't have to tell everybody in your support system. But tell at least that person that you know would receive that information and be able to process it like I described that my best friend was. Number nine Start sticking up for your perceptions. So some really good examples of things to say are, okay, I know that you feel that way, but I don't agree with you. Yeah, I see things differently. I think this conversation is really gone as far as it's going to go. 
Okay, look, you might not be aware of this, but you are telling me that I don't know what reality is. Those are just some examples of some things to say to somebody that is insisting (laughs) that you don't have a grasp of what's going on. Number 10, reevaluate your relationship. If possible, cut them out completely. This is just toxic, toxic, toxic behavior. And your very best bet on feeling like yourself again, building up your self-esteem, doing all these things is going to be getting the heck away from that person. Number 11, educate yourself and learn the warning signs. So take some time. I don't want you to spend your whole life (laughs) obsessing over like what went wrong? What did I do? I just want you to become aware of what gaslighting is. Educate yourself and make note of a few red flags. What are some signs that this is going on? What does my body tell me? What do I feel like when I'm being gaslighted? What are some thoughts that I have? For example, okay, when I was with that person, it really made me sick. They were questioning, making me question myself and my gut and my intuition and taking note of those things. Number 12, be gentle with yourself and do not feel stupid. Look, this can happen to anybody. I don't care if you went to the top school in the whole world, you're the smartest person to have ever walked the earth. This can happen to you. People are able to manipulate other people. It happens. Don't feel stupid. It doesn't mean anything about you. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to come out better from this situation. Don't beat yourself up over this. You are amazing. And you are freaking awesome. And I'm so proud of you for where you are today. I mean, you've made it to number 12 in this podcast episode, in this list. So let me tell you something. You know something's going on. And I I believe in you. You might have lost complete faith in yourself, but I'm here to tell you that I believe in you. And I think you're really freaking smart. You're putting in the work and you're getting out of that situation and out of that relationship, friendship, whatever it is. And I'm so proud of that. And I think you're really smart. Number 13, do not try to reason with the gaslighter. Arguing is pointless. Think about it like this. If this person has spent any amount of time trying to convince you that you are crazy and you don't know what's going on, and your memory sucks, and you just don't understand, and they have done this to you. Number one, that's not a mistake. That's intentional. That isn't an oopsie. 
uh, I, that was my bad. I didn't mean to do that. No, this is an intentional action. Number two, does that sound like somebody that you're going to be able to reason with? Are they going to be like, well, Cordelia, oh my, of course. Oh my goodness. Yes, I have been actually trying to make you feel nuts. Silly me. I'm, this is just, I feel awful about it. So glad you brought this to my attention. Let's go find me a therapist. I'm going to go get some help. Look, that's, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but that's never going to happen, okay? There's no reasoning with them. There's no convincing them. They will only use it as an opportunity to further gaslight you. So do not try to reason with them. Number 14. Along the same lines as the last thing, do not explain yourself to them for those same reasons. If they say, well, why do you think that? Or, oh my gosh, are you sure this isn't a misunderstanding? Can we talk about this? You don't owe them an explanation. You don't owe them anything. They have been systematically trying to break you down and make you feel nuts. Point blank, that is what they have been doing. You don't owe them an explanation. They know what they did. They, they are using that as an opportunity to have you explain yourself and whatever you say, whatever explanation, they're just going to try to gaslight the explanation. Save your breath and do not, don't do it. There's no explaining to them. Number 15, end the conversation when somebody is trying to gaslight you. As soon as it happens, end it. I want you to do whatever you have to do. Say, you know what? That is not what happened. I'm leaving. I don't feel safe around you right now because you are trying to make me think that I'm crazy and you are trying to make me think that I have no idea how to grasp reality and this conversation's over. Or this conversation's over. That's it. That's all you have to say. Don't care how you do it. Just do it. Number 16, let go of the need to be right. Let go of it. Listen to me. You're not going to be right around this person. You're not going to be understood by this person. What they're doing is intentional. If I can get nothing else across, please understand this. What they are doing is intentional. Don't, don't hang your hat on being right with these kind of people. Don't hang your hat on needing to be understood by this person. You might be sitting there saying, Cordelia, no, you don't get it. If I just said it this way, if I just, you know, did this a little bit different, I think I could get through to them. From the bottom of my heart, I'm only saying this because I love you, because I've been there. I used to think, okay, if I could just, if I could just ask at the right time of day, if I could just say these magic words, if I could just use my tone a little bit different. No. <laughs> There are no magic words. There are no magic times of day. There's no magic anything. 
You are never going to be right with this person. You're never going to be understood by that person. And it is because they are actively doing the opposite of that. Number 17, explore the dynamic. So I'm not blaming anybody. As I always say, abuse is abuse is abuse. There's no excuse for it. But spend some time thinking about the dynamic. So I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. My ex would say things like, have you taken your medicine? Have you talked to your doctor about your medicine in reference to antidepressants? I've gone over that in the last episode, I think. Here's the thing. This is what I mean by explore the dynamic. I would argue, I would beg him to change his mind, beg him to understand me. Looking back now, I see that that kept the cycle going. What would have been better? Not engaging at all. Really, it would have been better just to dump him. (laughs) But the second that somebody says, have you not taken your medicine? You know what's better than trying to get them to understand me or trying, you know, furthering this dynamic and this cycle is saying, you know what, this has nothing to do with my medicine and I'm done with this conversation and I need some space and I I need some time to think and to get away from you. Number 18, figure out where your soft spots are. What are your vulnerabilities? They're really good at figuring those out. So in the last episode, I talked about the movie Gaslight and how he very early on in the movie figured out she had an, that area around her parents that she was vulnerable in for me it was this fear of this threat of total abandonment so when he would say things like no one else would ever put up with you it would make me It was this area that he figured out that I was vulnerable in where it invoked this feeling that I had trouble in relationships and I would be abandoned. When he would say things like, you have no friends. He said something along the lines of, your parents are just trying to dump you onto me so that I take care of you when we were getting married. All these things triggered this this spot that he knew that I was really vulnerable about. So I want you to think about what exactly are your soft spots? Because let me tell you, they know what your soft spots are and they're likely using those against you. Awesome. Well, I hope that you benefited from this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like the content on my podcast, again, my name is Cordelia. You can find me on Instagram. I post similar content. My Instagram is at Codependent Recovery. And a few other things as well. If you haven't bought it yet, I published a workbook. It is called Let's Heal Together, the Breakup Edition. It is for people going through a divorce or a breakup available print or ebook and it's available worldwide the link is in the show notes for that 
And I started a community club to actually, they're on Zoom. Each meet one time per month. One is just community hangs. All you have to do is it's $3 a month and we meet once a month and we talk for a few hours on Zoom. I'm on the call as well. It's really awesome and I've loved getting to know people. I started that in October. And then book club, woo, we read one book a month and then we meet on Zoom once a month and that is $3 a month as well. You can do both, you can do one, you can do neither. <laughs> if you are interested, I'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys. A new episode drops every single Monday. The next episode, I'm going to be covering the theme of changing and forming new habits as we move into this new year. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I think you're all doing amazing work to heal. And I will talk to you next week. 